Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And here on the Newsreel, we do talk about what's happening in the world of movies and TV. And actually, this episode happens to be a very special one, Jeremy. This happens to be kind of like our wrap-up show for season two. So um, I guess we're, you know, we're trying this out for the first time. And, you know, hopefully this goes well so that we can do these wrap-up shows for future seasons. Yeah, definitely. It's been a it's been a long and busy season, but it went by really fast. So, and there was a lot of good stuff that happened, but and some stinkers out there too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When uh, I think uh, Jeremy and I were talking uh, offline, we were just talking about how man we discussed a lot of different topics on the newsreel. Uh, obviously, we discussed uh, 19 movies and went, oh, no, at, more than that. It was 19 episodes. And if you add the uh, MCU episodes, I think it adds up to about 23, give or take. I don't know yeah, the exact it's, number. It's but quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a really be- busy season, too. But uh, we both had a lot of fun uh, discussing uh, both movies and TV shows. But before we get into this wrap-up show uh, we're going to give you guys a bonus ritual uh, that we normally would do on our Monday main show. And so, Jeremy, uh, what's one, uh, I guess, movie or TV show that you want to highlight that you've watched in the last week? All right. So I rewatched a movie uh, that came out 10 years ago, and I only watched it the one time. But I remember I liked it. And for some reason, I just felt in the mood to watch it. It was... It's a bit uh, cathartic, I feel like. I watched 50-50 with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. It's it's one of those movies that it like makes you reflect a little bit on life on, yeah. and what's kind of important. But at the same time, the movie is really funny at the same time. It's, it's a dark comedy for sure. Yes. Uh, but then it feels so real. Yeah, I remember watching that, thinking the same exact thing. Uh, where was it streaming? Because I think I might want to watch that again too. Uh, I think is it Amazon Prime? I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, either that or Hulu, but I'm pretty sure it's Amazon Prime. Okay. But uh, like, did you pick up anything new this time around that you didn't ten years or you know when you watched it before? Yeah, I mean, like, I I also feel like it's, I mean, not really coming of age movie, but because. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays like a 27-year-old in the movie, but I feel like he, in the beginning of the movie, I didn't realize how kind of like um, stick in the mud he kind of is as yeah. a character. Yeah. Uh, and just as he gradually keeps going on, he kind of lets himself not not let himself go, but a little bit be a little bit more free of a of a character. I think that's something I appreciated more watching it this time than. Uh, 10 years ago kind of the, the different characters and the subtle uh, nuances of uh, the, the main character and the friends and girlfriend around him yeah well 10 years ago would have been what 2011 mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy how joseph gordon levitt during that time was on a pretty crazy run because i mean you're talking about 50 50 but i mean the year before that he had um inception inception obviously <laughs> And then the year before that, in 09, I want to say 500 Days of Summer. It's like one of my favorite, personal favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like right around that time, Joseph Gordon-Levitt could do no wrong. And and I throw this movie in, into it as well. 
Yeah, I I consider uh, what do you call it? Uh, Five hundred days of summer, Inception, fifty uh, fifty, and Looper. Like the, oh, that yeah. the, that prime time of uh, JGL, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, don't forget uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, <laughs> that Dark was in twenty twelve. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. See, he he was on that unbelievable run for those four or five years, you know, and uh, it it felt like you needed to go uh, watch whatever he was in in the movie theaters. Yeah, and it's like sometimes he was just in a supporting role, but he was always like really good still. Mm-hmm. And obviously Seth Rogen, um, you know, he was always in you know, decent movies, you know, he was always kind of playing a similar character and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he obviously uh, got really popular in the mid two thousands and everything. And so, you know, 2011 is already kind of on the tail end of his, his run a little bit. Uh, but you know, obviously he's still well known now. Yeah. He plays a more like subdued version of, mm-hmm his other characters in 5050. <laughs> That's why I kind of like it too. Cause I still, I, I find him more funny that way where it's like, he still feels like a real person, yeah, but still like doing his Seth Rogen things. Yep. Uh, Seth Rogen, eh, he, he, you know, he does what he does and mm. he, you know, you either, you know, like him or you don't like him as much or, you know, he kind of annoys you, but uh, I kind of fall in between actually. There are times when, you know, like, you're in the mood for one of his like silly comedies and everything. And, and I think he's funny uh, at times, but there are times when it's like, Oh man, come on. You got to kind of switch things up, switch gears just a little bit. And I feel like 50, 50 is as far as he goes. Mm, yeah. That's, it's kind of like me and Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I love Will Ferrell, but there are some stuff where, yeah, it could be pretty cringy. No, I, I, I get it. <laughs> What'd you watch uh, this last week? Well, this last week, uh, actually, um, I I actually was thinking about sh- sharing this TV show last week or maybe even the week before when I started watching this. This is actually an, another Apple TV Plus show. And it just so happens that, uh, you know, especially now that I'm watching Ted Lasso again with season two uh, and that's getting going. It's actually on that. It, it, the new episodes get released on the same day as Ted Lasso on Friday uh, evenings. And so I'm actually looking forward to the fifth episode of this show called Schmigadoon. Yeah, it sounds really weird <laughs> and everything. But Schmigadoon, uh, it's it it's a TV show that stars Keegan Michael Keegan Key. Keegan Michael you know? Key. Yeah, oh. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, and Cecily Strong. I think I'm saying her name right. And uh, Martin Short, he's in it uh, as a supporting character. Um, and actually, this show came as a recommendation to one of our regular listeners. I mean, as it turns out, that listener just happens to be our nephew. <laughs> so I uh, just want to shout out AJ, who lives in Albany. He He's actually uh, probably one of our regular loyal listeners. I know he's family and everything, but not all, all our family listens to uh, po- a movie podcast like this uh, because they don't have the same passion as we do but he because he's on the east coast he's actually one of the uh i guess early listeners usually and i'll get some random uh message like dms basically saying yeah dude i already listened to your uh episode of the newsreel and dude that was pretty good or you know any one of our weekly reel episodes so it's pretty cool shout out to aj dude i that's a good recommendation because i also love uh keegan michael key and I think I might have saw like a poster or something. 
I, that's a, that's a show I might need to check out. Especially, you gotta let me know if it's how many episodes are in the first season, by the way. Oh, so I actually, you know, it's funny that you uh, asked that. I actually have to look that up. And when uh, on IMDb, it's only a six episode season. Mm. And this coming Friday, what uh, we're taping this on a Wednesday, and this will be released on a Thursday. So this coming Friday will be episode five, and I'm actually caught up. And so for those of you who kind of want to know what uh, Schmigadoon's all about, it's basically like a throwback to like those old time musicals, but they kind of like spoof it a little bit, but there's a drama slash comedy story interweaved in there. So there's a lot going on. It's entertaining. And you know what? Those songs are hella catchy and you'll know what I'm talking about if you do start watching it. All right, man. Freaking Apple TV Plus coming out with some some interesting stuff right now. You gotta uh, let me know, dude. I'm gonna hook you up. I'm. You know what? When we go offline, obviously in the off season, I'm gonna get you to watch both Ted Lasso, yeah, Schmigadoon, uh, maybe even a little Mythic Quest going on. And I know you know we were talking about defending Jacob. We got uh, season two of C with a, uh, um. Jason oh my goodness. Momoa. Jason Momoa, thank you, thank you. Um, and then the morning show season two is about to start pretty soon, too. Dang, and you know, they have some original, on. yeah. They even have original movies too. So um I feel like I've been, you know, fairly supportive of Apple TV Plus. All right. It sounds like they're making some good original stuff, like at least in conceptually, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh and that that at least excites me that someone's trying to make some really new exciting stuff. I mean, I love all the superhero stuff that like mm-hmm. Disney Plus is putting out, but it's like uh need a, need something different once in a while. Yeah, just change gears a little bit. And so um the good thing about Apple, obviously they got deep pockets and so they can uh, invest in, you know, getting some of these exclusives with, you know, name actors and actresses. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea for sure on their point on yeah. their part. By the way, one last thing: if you do end up watching um, Schmigadoon, you gotta—I <laughs> think my my favorite song so far is—they're uh, talking about corn pudding. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll keep it's, that in mind. It's such a catchy, catchy song, and uh, you're gonna like eventually want to go on YouTube shortly after and just li- just listen to the song <laughs> over and over again. So good. Ooh, maybe they'll put it on Spotify when the season's over. Oh, yeah, definitely something to look out for, for sure, for sure. But before we get into uh, the rest of our episode of the newsreel, let's get into uh, a little It's kind of weird that we're doing, um, I guess, a poll um, on the newsreel. But hey, you know, it's our really our actual season two finale uh, slash wrap up show. I think we're calling it the wrap up show. Uh, Before we do that, let's do some episode cleanup. And this is going to be actually for episode 40, where where we actually watched Weathering With You. Man, that was such a good movie. Uh, But uh, we just ran a poll this past Tuesday on Weathering With You. And Jeremy, do you want to let the audience know what that poll was? Yeah, so we asked a pretty simple question on our social media. We asked, which Makoto Shinkai anime film... Did you like more Weathering With You or Your Name? And uh, at 76%, Your Name. Uh, no no surprise there. We actually got like uh, some comments on Twitter where someone said like Garden of Words. Yeah. Uh, I really like that movie too. But I think that movie is only like an hour long. 
So it's a good movie, but I was like, okay, that's that's a good one to call out. I like that movie, but your name, 76%. I got to love those anime fans. Um, you know, We definitely wanted to give you guys a shout out. And thank you so much for supporting uh, the Weekly Real podcast on there. And, and uh, just for, I guess, for future seasons, I mean, we definitely want to thank you all who have voted on any one of our season two polls. Um, you know, we're going to definitely do those polls again for season three. And uh, we run those polls every Tuesday, right? And where do we run those? It's going to be at Weekly Real on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely, definitely want to thank you guys again for uh, supporting uh, the Weekly Real there and and just interacting with us. This is like why we do this so that we can uh, interact with you guys, the fans. Yes, I think we have fans now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Since I am the TV guy out of this dynamic duo that we have, I mean, we have a movie guy and Jeremy, me being the TV guy, um, I have a, a TV topic for our finale, season two finale of the newsreel. Um, and so we got news that the yet to be named Lord of the Rings TV show that will debut on Amazon Prime Video, uh, the news came out that the uh, wrapped up filming its first season and we finally got a release date jeremy and guess what it's september 2 of 2022 unfortunately damn <laughs> so <laughs> soon but well, yeah, not so far really. <laughs> i know seriously but um i'm not sure if you heard jeremy but this is actually the most expensive show i i guess by far in the history of television. And actually, did you want to guess uh, how much the first season will cost around, you know, roughly? Oh, geez. Uh, I'm going to go with like $200 million. Sadly, you are incorrect. You got to more than double that. Estimates Jeez. over $465 million <laughs> just for <Jeez>. season one. <laughs> just for season one. That That's crazy. That's... I mean, it, it, at least we know it'll look good. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and just to give a perspective, you know, with Game of Thrones, we've mentioned it a few times on the newsreel. Game of Thrones season eight, and you could tell they threw a huge, like, a movie budget on that. That averaged fifteen million dollars per episode, and that was only a six episode. Um, season so hey, 15 times six fast uh, arithmetic uh, arithmetic it's 90 million dude you like quintuple that and you get what we're getting with uh with lord of the rings unnamed show it's pretty crazy that's nuts i mean i i understand though because they you know lord of the rings already has a following everyone knows about lord of the rings uh so i've I'm pretty sure they're really confident that the show is going to do well. And yeah. they're going to put... It's like the new Game of... Not new Game of Thrones. It's it's like the new Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, it'll take the, the mantle of being the fantasy show that people will definitely talk about on a weekly basis. Because uh, this will be a weekly show. It won't be one of those where, um, you know, Netflix model where they release the full season all at one shot. Which I am a fan of. I like weekly 
I know people like to get it all in one, then they can just pay for a month of whatever. I love the weekly thing just because it it protects me a little bit from spoilers. Because it's like, oh, I'm on episode two of eight. And then someone already binged the whole season. And there's a breakdown video of like, I don't know. It's like they they finished the whole season in three hours somehow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, and then, here's what the ending meant. Yeah, <laughs> <in> the <finale. laughs> I hate that. It's like ending explained. It's like, damn, are you serious? It's like, and uh, us being movie and TV guys, you know, that's what we wa- we watch that stuff on YouTube. So rec- YouTube recommends spoilers, I guess. Yeah, I, and I don't know. It's it's just, I don't know. For me, in addition to you know your reasoning, which I agree a hundred percent with the weekly um, release. I mean, it's old school, but I feel like it adds and builds anticipation for the following episode, especially when you get towards um, like the end of a season or maybe something major happens in the middle of the season. It just builds up that, you know, that water cooler talk. I don't don't know if they still have water coolers nowadays, (laughs) especially during COVID times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I agree with that too, for sure. Um, I'm not like, I think the 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 I guess just socially I guess it's like every, everyone wants everyone wants this instant gratification, especially with shows, um, where you can just binge watch everything. There is something like magical about having to wait and uh, building up that anticipation, like you said, and talking about it, and it lets us, you know, every week on the newsreel talk about yeah. uh, the show, and just it's it's fun. In a way that you keep it like um, the show fresh in your mind throughout, you know, of course, of uh, maybe a couple months or so. Right. And and, you know, just just think back to all the TV shows that have been at the forefront of pop culture. You're talking about even though it ended horribly Game of Thrones, a a show like Breaking Bad, uh, talking about The Sopranos, The Wire, Lost in its heyday. These are all shows that came out on a weekly basis. And I feel like it's rare that a TV show that gets released in the Netflix model where, you know, they release all the episodes all in basically one day get talked about in that regard. I feel like one, one really comes close is like what stranger things. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Even like the, the boys, you know how they did like this, this hybrid model where they release maybe the first two or three episodes and then they do it weekly. Uh, I would rather them just do it weekly, but I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to build that big hype first mm-hmm. and then go weekly. But I'm okay with that as long as they don't release everything. Right. I know um, what Disney did with WandaVision. They released you know two episodes to build the hype, and then it became weekly after that. I don't mind that just because it's – especially if it's like a 30-minute show. Yeah. Um, so you're getting ba- basically an hour of content uh, on a given premiere week or whatever. But then after that, then – thing. But, you know, I just realized I didn't really ask my question for the TV topic. It's really short. But, you know, with this news with The Lord of the Rings – do you think this news will finally get you intrigued enough to finally rewatch Lord of the Rings and mainly the extended editions? Yeah, I think it being released next September, I think I should re- really rewatch because I've only seen probably the theatrical versions a long time ago. 
so I gotta watch the extended ones. I don't know, like, cause for me, fantasy has never been like really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I think Game of Thrones is like probably the closest thing. Uh, that and uh, the Skyrim, the video game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, besides those things, you know, fantasy has never been my, my thing. But I'll definitely have to give the extended cuts uh, a watch, and hopefully, that will le- help me uh, basically go into this Lord of the Rings series. Well, the good thing is, I mean, first of all, extended editions over theatrical, no doubt. Uh, they put more connective tissue. Just basically think of like some of these recent uh, Snyder cuts, <laughs> Ultimate Edition for uh, Batman versus Superman, and obviously, uh, obviously the Snyder cut of Justice League. Um, it, it just, you know, it uh, enhances the storytelling, you know, and you get to see the full vision of Peter Jackson in, in, in this regard. Um, I don't know if you necessarily needed to go watch any of the Hobbits. Uh, mm. You know, if yeah, you if you really if you really love the extended editions, give it a shot. I might, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just feel like there was too much filler, and and see that I guess that's the disadvantage of of trying to extend it for for that money grab. But anyway, um, but yeah, definitely go check out the extended editions because I feel like those are for sure worth it. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, so I gotta get on that. So, Ken, my uh, movie topic this week is gonna be kind of obvious, because we did watch a movie together this past week. Uh, We actually got a free screening to The Suicide Squad. I have to get that right, you know? We didn't get a free screening to Suicide Squad, because that movie (laughs) came out five years ago. Yeah, Uh, it was not good. The Suicide Squad. (laughs) Yeah, that movie. Um, Yeah, we got a free screening to it. We got it able to watch it. James Gunn wasn't there, uh, just in case everyone else was wondering. Um, But we got to see it, and we are going to be talking a little bit of spoilers for my movie topic question. Uh, So it is coming out tomorrow, Friday, right on HBO Max, and you can go watch it in theaters and all that stuff. So, this is your spoiler warning for 2021's The Suicide Squad. The one by James Gunn with uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, Ken, obviously, it was a bit of a crazy ride, that I, I would say, that, that movie. Com- especially compared to the original. But my question I wanted to ask you was, what was one thing... What was the game changer that made you feel like this is a real movie compared to the the the, the first Suicide Squad? <laughs> the fact that it felt like they erased the first one within the first what ten minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they didn't even bring back most of the the people from the original. It's like I'll just, in my opinion, the best characters. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like um, it was, you know, it was pretty cool that they brought some of the, um, some of the prior actors back. Uh, obviously you got Harley Quinn, you had Bo- uh, Captain Boomerang. Um, uh, I'm blanking right now. The um, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. obviously yeah. he actually survives. Spoiler alert again. But um, I mean, I just thought it was, Cool that they, you know, they were able to acknowledge it. 
But then within the framework of the storyline that they were trying to, uh, that James Gunn was trying to convey, you know, they they were able to give them a proper send off in in the most James Gunn type of way. And um, I don't know, I felt like the the writing was way better. It was entertaining. Um, The banter between the characters, there was actual chemistry. Um, I thought Idris Elba was really good. His interactions with John Cena were just fantastic. I felt like that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, And for all the shit that we gave John Cena and, you know, in in his role in, in F9, he was, it was like night and day in terms of the, you know, his performance here in the Suicide Squad. And so I love uh, a lot of the care. I actually cared for the characters, um, especially for um, the ones that uh, were featured in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, like you take, example, the polka dot man <laughs> and make a character like that interesting and like. It's like, oh man, what's gonna happen to Polka Dot Man? It's like when you, when you, when you're able to get the audience to think about that and worry about, oh man, I hope the Polka Dot Man survives. You know that you have uh, really good characters, yeah. and like you said, uh, <laughs> pretty much what I like the most about uh, this movie compared to the first one was uh, how different the characters are. Mm. Even even the returning characters like Rick Flag and Harley Quinn, they feel different. They a little maybe a little bit different from uh, the first try, pretty much. Yeah. But then at the same time, compared to uh, everyone else in the group, everyone is so unique. Everyone has their own characters, and everyone brings something to the table uh, in their characters, whether it be like their personality or their skills. It just, but it just makes it more entertaining. I feel like the first one, everyone was so like dreary and drab, besides yeah. like Harley Quinn or something. Yeah, I think that's why she stood out in the original cast is because she felt like a breath of fresh air, um, and that's not like in a weird, creepy way or whatever. She just actually had life. She was actually entertaining compared to like the rest of the the rest of the cast. Yeah, like the tonally, everyone was like Suicide Squad, even like Captain Boomerang in the first one. I love Captain Boomerang in the first one, but even him, it's like he's not, uh, he doesn't stand out enough, like, because he doesn't get any dialogue. There's basically the first movie is just a one huge music video. <laughs> and, like, when you go back and if you ever go back and watch it, just uh, see how many times they play music. And yeah. don't even like have any dialogue. Yeah, oh no, I remember that because I remember uh I thought it was pretty cool when they would actually show, you know, like the the music that you're talking about and they actually had it playing, you know, in the framework of a trailer because that's what it's all about. But man, to be able to 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 have to sit through a two hour like trailer, that's like ugh, it's not it's not why we go to the movies. Yeah, yeah. And it was if that thing was so messy all the time, but hopefully this new Suicide Squad and the upcoming uh, Peacemaker series, I'm so excited for that series now. Uh, and just with the end credit scene, I, <laughs> I like how when we were waiting in, uh, you know, while the credits were rolling, it's like, oh man, I guess the Peacemaker uh, series is gonna be a prequel. Prequel. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then in the last end credits, oh, it's John Cena. Because <laughs> the champ is here. And I wonder, like, how I, I also wonder how is this movie going to um, affect that series, too? Because I felt like he was almost about to to uh, do a face turn. But I was like, oh, I'm glad he didn't, though. I'm really because I, I was tired of that in F9. <laughs> yeah. The telegraphed ones. Yeah. Um, this one was done better. Um, I will admit that. Okay, um, it was, again, a really long week at work. And, man, you know, the advanced screening was at uh, San Francisco's Metreon, and they have re- fully reclining seats. And I think my huge mistake, because I didn't get enough sleep uh, the night before, my mistake that day was fully reclining, and I was starting to do- doze off. Not because the movie was not entertaining. It was actually really good, and that's why I'm looking forward to it being released on HBO Max again. That way you can, you know, kind of fill in the blank, uh, fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, uh, that, yeah, when when uh, Peacemaker does his thing it, in the middle end-ish, you'll know what I'm talking about. It, it was good. I thought it was well done. I was like, what is going on? I was like, damn it, I missed some stuff. <laughs> yeah, when, when you know that you can take John Cena seriously, you know it's a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and one of the other things that, that I kind of want to uh, thing I just want to bring up, one of the things that I really do like in terms of like, you know, these kind of movies where, you know, every character is pretty bombastic in their own way. I love how each one to make them even more unique will have their own kind of inside jokes. You mentioned Polka Dot Man where he, he you know, like his motivations and stuff. Definitely not like the Hulk, you know, uh, you know, where he's always angry, but, you know, that's a secret or whatever. I love the, his running joke that he was just, you know, for him to like, you know, throw polka dots at everyone. It's like he pictures uh, everyone like like his mom. Now that makes me I love how they because I love that running joke so much. And it's it's so creepy. But yet that reminds you that this guy's like psychotic and crazy <laughs> it's like oh yeah even though he seems nice there's something crazy about him um i love that and i love how they keep that mystery of like what did his mom have to do to him <laughs> you know for for him yeah. to be uh to always think that pretty much oh man this yeah this movie was uh it was a ride it was quite a ride um so much happened and uh, just be prepared for a lot of brutal scenes uh too and and you're just gonna laugh out loud i that i think both of us recommend this movie for sure i agree uh would you get what would you give it out of 100 okay so um i think i mentioned this to you like right as we're uh walking out of the theater just because i did doze off i probably missed maybe a total of maybe 10 minutes here and there <laughs> total mm-hmm. um this is an incomplete score i gotta give it a 74 percent and this is this has got at least upside to increase up to at least ten points. Um, but I think the reason why I don't like it as much as what I've been seeing on YouTube or like social media is because I still really didn't care for uh, Starro. That's the name, right? Mm, yeah, the villain. The villain. Yeah, I, I just didn't really care for that reveal as much and you know it, it it is what it is it's pretty goofy and everything but i don't know um 
it, I don't know, it, within the frame framework of the it it worked. It's just not my cup of tea, mm. and that's why I would probably dock it a little bit. But I feel like once I watch the full version, I'll probably give it somewhere in the low to mid eighties. All right, yeah. For me, I think I I do like it right away. Uh, that might change. It might go up. It might go down uh, upon rewatch because I feel like I was so tense during the movie. Yeah. I was like calculating everything in my head. It's like, okay, if this happens, what's going to happen to Harley Quinn? If this happens, what's going to happen to Rick Flag and all that stuff? Um, but for me, I would give it like 85%. Oh, okay. So that's okay. Pre- that's pretty high. But it's I liked it more than Black Widow, but I didn't like it more than some of like, um, you know, the really higher ones. So it's um, I had to really put like a solid B. You know what I mean? It has the opportunity. I feel like for now, I mean, we're taping this at the beginning of August. I feel like for now, it has the potential to be the best. I guess popcorn flick of twenty one, the twenty twenty one so far. Because I can't really think of any other standouts that we've seen in the theaters. Yeah, it's not that hard, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. It, like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess by default, I mean, I feel like for me personally, uh, for movie theater watching experience, Black Widow's kind of obviously up there. But mm-hmm. I think I may agree with you. I think I like this over Black Widow. Um, Wrath of Man, I think, is in the running. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of like summer movie, I wouldn't exactly call it a popcorn movie. It's um it's yeah, I mean it has a lot of action especially towards the end. Uh but I would say it's a little bit more subdued than that, I think. Mm. It's yeah. it's not one of your um where Jason Statham's all kicking people and stuff doing martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> So Jeremy and I want to ask you guys, are you guys planning on seeing the Suicide Squad this weekend? And if you are, are you going to watch it in the theaters? I know that the Delta variant starting to kind of shut some stuff down. There's mask mandates here in the Bay Area now. But are you wanting to watch it in theaters? Uh, Jeremy and I actually recommend watching it in theaters because I, you know, we felt like it was an enjoyable experience. Or, you know, obviously it will be available on HBO Max. So uh, let us know. Uh, definitely let us know on social media. And uh, Jeremy, how can they f- uh, respond to us? So if you want to check us out on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you can go at Weekly Real. And let's say if you just want to email us, be a little bit, I guess it's not old school, but what we don't we don't have a mailbox or anything but uh if you want to email us uh you can go to uh weekly real pod at yahoo.com oh right you cut my hopes up no you're so close oh man you know you so it's a hotmail then dude stop (laughs) (laughs) you know what if you do send it to hotmail you just you know what just give up on life no i'm just kidding don't do that uh but with hotmail or yahoo you're gonna get bounce backs for sure our real email address is weeklyrealpod at gmail.com and jeremy let's take our i guess our one and only break of the newsreel
Welcome back from the break. And uh, Jeremy, I mean, since this is actually our first crack at doing a, uh, I guess, a wrap-up show, and we're doing this for season two, I thought it would be actually pretty fun to, um, I guess, give out some season-ending uh, awards. And and I thought it'd be fun. I mean, we do talk about the WWE a lot. And I thought it'd be fun to name these uh, wrap-up awards the RKO Awards. Because, I mean, the RKO is a famous finisher from the Apex Predator, Barbara Minerva, a.k.a. Yeah. the Cheetah, right? <laughs> yep, played by Kristen Wiig. Not- <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Damn man, we still movie. always go back to that Wonder Woman 1984 episode. <laughs> somehow, 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 some way. But no, it's the it's the actual finisher of the Apex Predator, the Viper himself, Rende Orton. So, the first RKO award that we want to give out uh, for our season two wrap up show. Is I mean, you know, this season we introduce the newsreel, the second show uh, for the weekly reel podcast. And, uh, you know, we give out, uh, you know, we, we do talk about TV topics. And so I thought it'd be pretty, uh, fitting, especially since we are on technically on an episode of the newsreel to give out our favorite TV topic that we've discussed, uh, in season two. So Jeremy, who's your winner? All right. So, we had obviously we had a lot of TV stuff we talked about, even some bonus ones also. Yeah. But for some reason, and uh, you can go back and we talked about it a lot on uh, the newsreel. I'm gonna go with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm. specifically. I'm the Captain now. That episode, <laughs> just because it, it all led up to that one episode, uh, or the finale of falcon and the winter soldier where he becomes captain america and i feel like the stuff that we talked about i love like what we were talking about earlier the whole week to week stuff we were we were able to do that for falcon and the winter soldier and have that speculation and sometimes we were right uh power broker and uh, sometimes we're like happy and all that stuff sometimes we weren't so i i like that aspect you know of talking about that show where there were some things we didn't like and some things we we did actually like yeah i felt like uh the falcon and winter soldier had a lot to, uh that we can kind of dissect uh, a lot of good stuff uh, i think i thought it was mostly positive but then obviously just like you said stuff like the power broker or stuff that we got wrong for me just like uh I guess my, my prediction of the Flag Smashers and Carly Morgenthau being, uh, I guess, turning good. But uh, that wasn't necessarily accurate at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I thought, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought freaking friend uh, Bucky was going to get, like, more Winter Soldier stuff. But that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and I thought what's-his-name was going to die. John Walker was going to die. That didn't happen. So... We'll see. Uh, but I love that uh, those episodes, those TV topics on that show. Yeah, I just thought, you know, with that episode, uh, how we were talking about the finale of the Falcon Winter Soldier, it coincided with the news that Captain America 4 w- was going to, you know, actually be uh, reality uh, in the near future with Sam Wilson as uh, the new Captain America, and we get to see him carry, uh, you know, the carry the mantle that uh, Steve Rogers left, and so, um, man, that was 
you know, those were good episodes that we were able to do. And obviously, you know, you isolated it to the finale and everything, but I felt like throughout the season, we got kind of the ebbs and flows of watching a weekly TV show. And, you know, we get to kind of predict, we can kind of uh, react. Um, you know, I think on a particular uh, episode we were talking about like the mid-season trailer and you know we got we got to you know discuss different um i guess parts of the show which was nice yeah i, I like that because in we had like a version of what well, we kind of talked about a show regularly before last season on the weekly reel podcast uh but i like how the newsreel allows us to do it like week to week mm-hmm. exactly well my winner for the favorite TV topic uh, from the newsreel is actually one that we had discussed in uh, our 11th episode of the newsreel uh, entitled Let's Hear It For The Boys. Mm. Uh, it was when we did talk about how Jensen Ackles uh, was cast as Soldier Boy in the upcoming season three of The Boys. And I think it's because, you know, obviously, you know, you started watching Supernatural, which is pretty cool. We both love uh, Smallville and everything. And he had that recurring uh, character right before he started Supernatural, actually. Right. In mm-hmm, season right four. Of, yeah. Season four of Smallville. Um, you know, it was pretty cool just to be able to see him kind of back in in the limelight a little bit. And, and you know, we got to see set photos of him as Soldier Boy and we got to speculate um, what his character would be like. We got to kind of make our uh, season three predictions because I feel like The Boys is one of those shows that we both love. I feel like it's kind of got that similar tone. We just got done talking about The Suicide Squad. I feel like it's got that same tone because it's more, I guess, adult, more graphic and everything, but it's kind of got this uh, niche superhero type show, you know, the twist that that it does have. Yeah, I really like that episode, too, especially just talking about, uh, I don't know, because we always reference Smallville, uh, and like you said, he was on that show, and kind of predicting, or trying to, because at the time of recording this, The Boys Season 3 hasn't come out yet, Yeah. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen with uh, with his character, uh, and kind of trying to guess what his fate might be, what his storyline might be also, so... I'm excited. I'm I'm getting excited for that show. Is there a release date? By the way, I forgot. Um, I forgot to check, but um, hmm. I, I I'm hoping it's gonna be either later this year or the very beginning of next year. I think that's right around the time that uh, I remember seeing it. But yeah, don't <sighs> quote me on far. that. Yeah, <laughs> I know uh, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to actually remember when season two came out. I want to say it came out uh, last year, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't like last fall or something like that. Yeah, so I feel like obviously there's going to be that natural COVID uh delay. Mm. And so yeah, I'm just hoping that they have a firm date pretty soon if not already. But um it, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. I and mean, we do talk about Captain America a lot. You know, we were just talking about how we're kind of speculating on what his role would be in a potential season 3 of The Boys. So for our next award, I mean, we can't have just one TV topic. We got to talk about the movie topic because that's kind of what we do with the newsreel. And so our next award, actually the next RKO RKO award that we want to give out is for favorite movie topics. And so Jeremy, who's your winner? 
you know, mine's going to actually come from the premiere of the newsreel. Nice. And it's going to be uh, when we talked about the Suicide Squad. Uh, obviously, we just uh, watched the movie. I think that's the reason why it's one of my favorites, because we also got to talk about, like, the first one, uh, kind of our expectations going into the uh, the Suicide Squad, because we didn't, we weren't able to have a proper full episode on it for the weekly reel, so we... This is kind of like a mis- mix mash of all that stuff where we have the expectations one episode and now we're talking about the actual movie. <laughs> so I like how we got to kind of put out our guesses, uh, who's going to die, who's going to survive. I need to go back and rewatch or uh, re-listen to that episode because yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I said that I liked Captain Boomerang in the first movie. And I knew he was going to die. And I, I think I also said something about uh, Rick Flagg or something. Mm-hmm. I I believe you are correct. Uh, I haven't listened to that episode since we actually did uh, put that out. But I think you're right. If my memory serves me right. Uh, I think we both obviously cor- uh, correctly predicted that Harley Quinn would survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially because I think we were... I think we were correct in that, you know, some of the older cast would show up in the beginning and then they would just get obliterated, which actually did happen. Again, spoiler alert. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I really did enjoy that one just because obviously it is the first episode that we did of the newsreel. And we were trying this whole new format that we came up with uh, during our season one hiatus, which was pretty, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that one. I almost I almost gave it to uh, the John Wick one, by the way. The Let's Hear It For The Boys episode. Yeah, Donnie Yen. With Donnie Yen. I almost yeah. gave it to that one, but I feel like the, the Suicide Squad one was uh, the one that kicked it off for us. Yeah, and, and you know, it's pretty cool, too, because I feel like the Suicide Squad, obviously, we weren't anticipating including that in season two because of like the release date and everything but just because we got that free advanced screening we got to see it basically over a week in advance before everyone else uh gets to see it this coming weekend um you know it's it just i don't know it just makes it seem like you know we got this because you know these were like media passes but really they're not (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally i have to try to uh answer my email as soon as possible as soon as i got it i'm like oh i gotta get the tickets Hey, but it worked out. You know, we got to bookend uh, the newsreel with with the Suicide Squad, James's gun, uh, James Gunn's version, the be- mm. the good, the good version, the good version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my winner for favorite movie topic uh, from the newsreel is you're, it's kind of um, kind of in the same vein, but more ironic. I love that we were talking about the F9 trailer in mm. the third episode of the newsreel called F9 Reunited and it feels so good, question mark. Um, I just felt like we were just like laying into, you know, it was like the opposite end of the spectrum where, you know, we're not always like going to give glowing reviews or like, you know, we're, we're going to like everything. You know what I mean? We Like from the trailer that we saw, we were already kind of trashing it because of the fact that they were giving away like key points of the plot and everything. And I felt like we were pretty accurate in some, in, in our predictions and everything with uh, John Cena's like, watch, watch. He's going to actually be, he's going to be a good guy eventually during the movie. He'll obviously, cause you know, he comes from the world of the WWE. He's going to do a very telegraphed face turn and lo and behold, he does. (laughs) 
Yeah, freaking just I mean like it was you can see it from a mile away even just by watching the trailer you're like yeah, he's going to be a good guy <laughs> like eventually. Uh yeah, that was a really good episode too. Just like like and what's crazy though is the movie was like the or the trailer was only a fraction of what the movie was <laughs> like uh like of the craziness that the movie actually was. And the trailer was already crazy. And yeah. when we watched the movie, I the the trailer didn't even prepare me for <laughs> what was gonna happen, man. And that's all I'll say. Cause just go go listen to our F nine episode and just um, everything. I could rant about that movie for a while. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was uh, definitely uh, one of those episodes that. Uh, you you're either hot or cold on anyway. I mean, obviously, you know, you're, if you're a huge fan of the franchise, you're gonna love it. Or if you're just a fan of like good movies, you're gonna hate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I love some of the Fast and Furious movies, uh, but man, this one's just not good, man. It's like I I love trashy action popcorn movies. I mean, I like some of the later transformer movies i find them entertaining and so that says something about me whether that be good or bad (laughs) um you know but that's like my version of the fast and furious i think i would probably say the transformers movies maybe batman and robin uh with uh just freeze oh no i can't (laughs) arnold's in that movie i still can't watch that movie (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure. Something. I just want to make sure that that wasn't like a guilty pleasure movie. You really just don't like that movie. Yeah, I, I don't like that movie. <laughs> Not even a guilty pleasure. Oh man. Well, I thought it'd be a pretty cool segue into our next award, talking about F nine. Who knows? It may be winner. Who knows? But our next uh, RK award, uh, RKO award, is we're gonna give it out because. You know, obviously, we are called the Weekly Real Podcast. It's from our main show. We wanted to do a most cringe-worthy movie of the season. Jeremy, who is your winner? Dude, I don't. <laughs> to be honest, I totally forgot we talked about F nine <laughs> when I was writing my notes. <laughs> I held. I, I would have put F nine. If I remembered that we even talked about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. You blocked it from your memory. Huh? I blocked it out. Uh, and the movie I actually put, which is a movie I feel like I rate. I don't know if I rated it too high now. Army of the Dead. Ooh. Okay. Uh, okay. I feel like is one of the more cringy. Wor- I, like if I remembered F9, I would put F9. But the one I put in my notes was Army of the Dead. I feel like now like. I let it settle into my head. Yeah. I'm starting not to like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, do you actually remember what score you gave it? Dude, I must have given it like maybe, if I had to guess, probably like a 70, 71 or something. That that would be my guess. Uh, I would definitely lower that now. Like what, what do you think you would give it now? Uh, I mean, I would still give it kind of fresh-ish, but maybe like a, like 60 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like as time goes by, I'm like, am I really gonna rewatch this movie? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. You know what? I'm trying to look at this. Oh man. I, yeah. I, I gave it way too high of a of a 
way too high of a score. I think I gave it 70%. But I did mention that it was trending downward. So, mm. yeah, that sounds about right. I'll probably give it something maybe in the low 60s. Like, maybe 63 if you I know, had to amend that score. Yeah, I'm going to say... I still like, like, a lot of people hate this movie by uh, Zack Snyder, Sucker Punch. Oh, I, like uh, I still like that movie more than uh, Army of the Dead. That's yeah, saying something. I could definitely see that. Well, as you can guess by now, most cringeworthy movie for me, F9. Uh, I just thought it was a pretty cool way to kind of bookend a uh, favorite movie topic because I thought it was pretty fun to kind of trash the trailer, the fact that they revealed Han being alive. They revealed that, uh, I guess, John Cena's character, Jacob, was Dom's brother, even though they look nothing alike. <laughs> they could have actually left that, um, you know, I, they could probably kept that away from the trailer. That way it would have been like, what? They're brothers? That would have been crazy. Because obviously we've gotten to know through, what, eight Fast and the Furious movies that, I'm not even counting Hobbs and Shaw, but the previous eight, that me and Dom were siblings. No one ever mentions Jacob, and I felt like it would have been a pretty cool surprise if they would have just left that out of the trailer. Yeah, especially it's like, I don't know, yeah, going through eight movies, no one's going to be like, oh man, Dom's in trouble. Maybe we should contact Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, but I mean, for me, the reason why it's the most cringeworthy movie is because the writing was that bad. I mean, I go in-depth in our F9 episode, and all I'll just say is the whole Star Wars uh, dialogue. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah, I don't oh, plan on rewatching that movie either. Oh, jeez, that was pretty bad. Uh, it's got to be in the running for worst like lines of 2021, at least. <laughs> at least 2021, if not yeah. from the previous yeah. 10 years. <laughs> Shoot, man, I, I would rather rewatch freaking mortal Kombat from this year than rewatch f9 oh that's saying something too oh man mortal Kombat wasn't that great either oh man well anyway let's turn into something a little bit more positive uh <laughs> let's uh give out our rko award i mean we did most cringeworthy movie i mean we introduced binger cringe this season Let's give out our most binge-worthy movie, but not only the most binge-worthy mo- uh, movie, it has to be the most binge-worthy new movie that you've seen. So, like stuff that you introduced to me doesn't count, or stuff that you you know that you've um, I guess rewatched, like the MCU movies, that doesn't count. So that's disqualified. So, what's your most binge-worthy new movie uh, for season two? Yeah, and it has to be a movie that we actually talked about on the weekly reel. It can't yes. be the Suicide Squad. Yeah, right? no, or, the weekly reel. Yes, correct. Or Snake Eyes, you know. <laughs> uh, even yeah. though, yeah, no, I'm not choosing that. Um, I would go with Wrath of Man. Ooh, out of dude. out of the movies, uh, I would want to say it was probably one of the best movie watching experiences so far this year. Yeah. And I was so I was into it, man. I love the action. I love all of the ensemble cast and Jason Statham in the movie. Uh, I love the soundtrack and yes. I love how like uh like gritty and visceral it is. Yeah. I love Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie did a really good job because you got to see the different perspectives of um you know, there's a you know, time jump. Well, you know, again, spoilers. Definitely check 
check out our Wrath of Man episode. But you got different perspectives. You got to see, you know, um, H's perspective. You got to see the bad guy's perspective. You got to see everything. Um, and I agree with you It's uh, in that it was such a good movie. It was enjoyable. And the fact that it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, we kind of threw Wrath of the Man in there into our schedule. Like, oh, let's, you know, I, let's toss in a Jason Statham movie. And uh, I was just like, all right, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, it could have been, been horrible. Uh, but that's why it's probably my new movie because it took me by surprise. I had some some hopes for it uh just watching like some of the trailers i'm like "Eh, it looks pretty good but it could be like some generic action movie but then it was much more than that it was actually uh very story driven than the action driven Mm -hmm. i was surprised you got to see the different narratives and there were some pretty cool uh filmmaking choices that guy Ritchie does you know he stylizes you know the way you know his presentation the cinematography and everything and he definitely doesn't disappoint um Remember that end uh, scene in the depot, man, I was getting heat vibes again. I, I, I mentioned that in the episode, but dude, the fact that we got to see it in XD, uh, we got a really good crowd. We got that one dude in the back, you know, with the whole commentary thing. That was hella fun. Yeah. Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and plus this was guy. like kind of in the midst of COVID. So it was an, kind of an empty theater it was clean. There was no sticky floors yet. I feel like the theater experience has gone downhill. Um, the last few times that we've gone, uh, especially we're looking at UF9. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, just if you listen to my freaking rant on F9, it's just like that, that kid is just barfing when F9. I'm like, I understand, kid. This movie is that. Is that bad? It just starts throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, my binge, uh, my most binge-worthy new movie that I that I've seen. It's not a new movie, but it was one that you introduced to me. Has to be your name. Um, it was. Nice. I remember you were you were wanting to uh, show it to me, and you're you're really adamant about uh, putting that for season two. And we, I remember we. Uh, intentionally put that early on just so that we can kind of break up a lot of the action <laughs> we we went on a run of like like basically action films that were just like testosterone driven and everything we got to throw in your name uh our first japanese anime movie and i was surprised at how much i enjoyed that movie it had a lot of heart it was unexpected um that soundtrack man gives you the feels it was the whole experience and to be able to kind of go through that whole thing in our uh season two finale with weathering with you uh which was the follow-up um i don't know man it 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 was unexpected and i just loved every aspect of the movie um i love their chemistry even though they were like you discussed last uh this last week they weren't really on screen throughout uh, for most of the the episode, and we were talking about Taki and uh, Mitsua, and to be able to see like uh, the supernatural way of uh, storytelling and the beautiful uh, artwork and animation and the music, it was just a whole experience. I just wish I saw it earlier in in, in theaters. That was really the only negative. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll have a fathom event just like weathering with you and uh, 
I'm surprised. They should have done a five-year anniversary type thing, because it came out in 2016. 16, yeah. So they should have done a five-year thing, but uh, we'll see. But I, yeah, I was so wanting to share this uh, that movie with you, just because, and it, it was such a um, a risk, I feel like, compared to everything else I've, I've showed to you to you so far it could have been something that you absolutely couldn't stand because you know anime isn't for everyone right it's like oh man what is this cartoons for kids or something like that (laughs) especially like it's in a different language it's a whole different art style uh so there's obviously some things you have to get used to but what really transcends any like culture is a good story Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i wanted to make sure that and i know how you how big you are on music and i love the music in (sighs) your name and i think the story and the music i was pretty confident in those two aspects that enough that i can uh i want to show you that right off the bat and see if if anime was in it was in the cards for the future pretty much yeah i mean obviously it was i mean we we switched our season two schedule around where we ended uh uh season two with weathering with you and i it's another movie that i enjoyed that was in the running for sure but um, just, I mean, you talked about the music of your name. I, this is going to be a, a, already a spoiler spoiler alert for my Spotify unwrapped for 2021. And we're like four or five months away from that, where they just reveal what songs were your favorite, what albums were your favorite. Uh, when I was working from home for those few weeks after we had our Your Name episode, dude, I, I had that album on repeat and the japanese version too and they're gonna i think that'll probably be in my top playlist for sure yeah man like definitely it's it's august you still got some some ways to go on that spotify playlist but yeah your name man that was that's yeah, a good one definitely most binge-worthy new movie for me uh let's give it our final rko award of season two and it's, I guess, our version of the Avengers Assemble. It's like the big one. Jeremy, what was your favorite weekly reel episode of season two? And we're talking about the main show again. All right. You actually just mentioned it. It's the Your Name episode. Yeah. Dude, like, I. the thing is, though, I was so... I remember I haven't been that nervous for an episode since, like, early season one. Just because... Well, in early season one, just because... Uh, we didn't know how to really do the podcast yet. <laughs> uh, but this time I was nervous because it's like, I really didn't know how you were going to react to it. Uh, because it was, it's a different type of storytelling. Uh, the editing's a little bit weird. Uh, the character's a little bit eccentric. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a different type of thing. Um, but knowing that you liked it and, uh, I feel like we got into it into the movie and actually able to talk about a lot of the things that happen in the movie uh, makes it my favorite episode of the weekly reel season two. Oh no, I can understand that uh, apprehension, you know, of introducing movie that you love so much. Cause I feel like, I mean, you told me during that episode, this is one of those movies that basically you connect with on an emotional level. And, you know, there's so many different aspects of the movie. Obviously it's a supernatural type of movie and everything, but Again, the writing's uh, really good. The story was well done. And the the concepts are pretty original, even though they had the switching bodies thing. But you get the concept of uh, of the time jump and everything uh, in addition to that. And I felt like, 
you know, when you put a movie out there that you have a special connection with and you're trying to get someone else to watch it, there's that uh, nervousness. There's like, oh, they're going to trash the movie. They're going to hate it and kind of devalidate. I don't know if that's a word, but devalidate, you know, your 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 taste and everything. And um, I don't know. I felt like, uh, dude, I, I, I'm just thankful that you introduced it. Uh, to me, obviously, because it was I felt like my most binge worthy new movie of the of the season. Yeah, I feel like that one, it being one of my favorite movies, probably top 10 of all time. Uh, it was definitely nerve wracking, but uh, I'm glad that I feel like th- either that one or Justice League mm. was going to be my favorite one almost. But oh, uh, yeah. what was your favorite? Oh, man. You know, what? I think you were. Two for two. I don't need how many episodes, how many uh, movies you introduced to me. Anyway, I, my memory does not serve me well, but my favorite weekly reel episode has to be whiplash. Dude, mm, that whiplash. was, I oh. felt like <laughs> that was my favorite movie. Um, I think, I mean, I felt like, uh, your name was like the most like rewatchable movie. Cause I feel like I could watch that whenever, but if you're talking about like, most enjoyable episode coupled with I felt like from start to finish the actual best movie that I've seen this season of the weekly real podcast has to be whiplash because again, you, you alluded to it earlier. I love music in movies, not necessarily like music calls, but I love it when move, uh, when music is kind of a central theme within, within, a um, uh, within a movie. Um, and so, we got jazz at the center of this and we got some really, really good acting by Miles Teller and JK Simmons that, you know, just kind of going back and forth and really it's mainly just them too. If you think about it and then some window dressing care, uh, I guess characters, but dude, at the heart of it, it's just them too. And the intent level of intensity, the, the acting, the way we, where we got to really dissect that movie Dude, it was so good. Yeah, dude, the the performances is what makes that movie. And that it's so like you said, I remember just talking about that movie uh in that episode, we kept emphasizing like how intense it was mm-hmm. and how uh suspenseful it was, but not in a scary way, but it's like damn, man, these characters are crazy, like uber obsessed. And pretty much, like, the whole movie is just them two. And I remember by the end of watching that movie, I was, like, sweating because of how how clenched my whole body was, pretty much, of watching Whiplash. Uh, yeah, of watching Whiplash. And having to share that movie with you, I knew it was... I was more confident that you would like Whiplash over your name uh, just because the I knew the performances were really good. Uh but it was one of those. It's like that and Nightcrawler, I think, are like, since they came out in the same year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I can see how you would like uh, Whiplash more. Yeah. Plus, I love that one topic that you came up with where we got to speculate, you know, uh, where, you know, if, if Andrew and, uh, oh my goodness, what was uh, J.K. Simmons? Fletcher. Fletcher. Andrew and Fletcher, like how, you know, if, if they would... Um, reconnect like after after that jvc performance 
um i thought it was a pretty cool way to kind of like use our imaginations and everything I, I love when we come up with topics like that and i felt like it sparked really good conversation i feel like that's why that was my favorite episode of the weekly real podcast mm, season two Season two. Yes, season two. Because Wonder Woman 1984 of all times is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one, man. Oh. I wanna I wanna redo Dumb and Dumber. Just yeah. because because that movie's oh will always be like the best episode. We could, yeah. I could do that like every season. But anyway, yeah. Maybe for maybe Wonder for Woman. our uh maybe for our hundredth episode we'll do we'll we'll redo Dumb and Dumber because I feel like obviously that was probably our most cringeworthy yeah. <laughs> episode because that was our first for sure. Yeah, all stuttering and stuff. Oh shoot. But dang man, Jeremy, we've basically come to the end of uh season two. Honestly, dude, it flew by, didn't it? Dude, it went by too fast. Honestly, I was like, what? We're done already? And there's still some new movies coming out. So, yeah. I mean, we didn't get to talk about The Suicide Squad, Snake Eyes. Um, even What If uh, by Marvel is coming out next yep. week. Yeah. So, we don't get to talk about that on the the newsreel, too. So, I'm a little bit sad. Yeah, I know. But, but it's crazy. You know, like, we technically had fewer episodes in Season 2 of the Weekly Reel podcast. It was, what, 21 in Season 1. We had 19 in uh, in season two, but man, we added a second show. So really, we did 38 episodes. I mean, we're wrapping up uh, our 38th episode of the season. It's pretty nuts how we got to do that in such an abbreviated time in just four months. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. So guys, if you like <laughs> listening to our voice, there's plenty of stuff exactly. for you to listen to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But before we call it a season, Jeremy, do you have anything to plug uh, f- basically during our hiatus? During uh, our, our hiatus, I have a few things in the works. Um, but to keep up to date with me, go to at JP underscore flicks on instagram no no let's go with twitter just because i feel like if i'm gonna update anyone it would probably be on twitter okay twitter i mean but you know with instagram he he is uh active so if you want to comment on any of our stuff he will reply back to you uh on his personal account as well for me you can follow me on uh free uh, at free ken a on twitter and instagram also, I mentioned it on our Weathering With You episode that I do plan in the next f- couple of weeks on relaunching my uh, Flip a Binge uh, blog. Um, I want to rekindle that writing passion of mine. Um, and to, yeah, so definitely follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I believe, at Flip a Binge. And the spelling will all be in the notes and everything. So definitely look, be on the lookout for that in the next. In the next month, later on in August. So we'll definitely get that going. But just to close season two out, I wanted to ask you one last question, Jeremy. What's your most anticipated movie for season three of the Weekly Real Podcast? All right, man. I know we haven't made our schedule yet for season three, uh, what list of movies we're coming out with, but there's going to be a lot uh, that are going to be hopefully in theaters. <laughs> um <laughs> But my most anticipated movie is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. That's the one. Like, I almost chose something else. Uh, but when I really thought about it, when it came down to it, I was like, I love Spider-Man. Uh, this next movie needs to be really good. 
I think that expectations are super high, obviously, with some some rumors going around, some castings, you know what I mean? Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes. So that's my most anticipated movie. And you know we're going to be talking about it on season three of the Weekly Real Podcast. That's a really good one. That's definitely up there for me. I feel like that'd be the top two, top three. But the more I think about it, I got to go with Highway to the Danger Zone, mm. Top Gun Maverick. And that's, you know, with the caveat of it actually being uh, <laughs> available in season three. So I don't want to jinx it. But if, if it will be come out in season three, I want to say Top Gun just because I really just want to see what Tom Cruise crazy ass has next. <laughs> Seriously, man. Because I've just seen the trailer and him actually flying these jets. That gets me hyped alone. I know. And I'm curious to see if they're going to bring back any of the soundtrack because, man, that first soundtrack is so iconic. Dude, they got they got to at least at least uh you know at least one song from the original movie. Yeah, Great Balls of Fire. You've lost that loving feeling. Take my breath away. Highway to the danger zone. Oh man, <laughs> dude, I want to watch the first one now. <laughs> I I want. <laughs> I want to take my breath away for some reason <laughs> out of all, all of them. Just like you get some older Tom Cruise. <laughs> doing. Oh, that'd be so creepy if he sang that at a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that would be funny. That would be, that would be great. Oh man. Well, Jeremy, it was such a blast talking movies. And again, now TV um, on the weekly real podcast, uh, dude, I'm looking forward to season three already. Um, it, it'll be, you know, this hiatus is coming at a good time. I, I feel like uh, we both needed a little bit of a break so that we can get recharged. Uh, we'll definitely obviously uh, be still hard at work during our off season, trying to figure out what our season three schedule will look like. Um, we're still targeting sometime in the fall. So uh, definitely check out and follow uh, our, our social medias. Uh, what, what are those again? Just remind the audience. It's going to be at Weekly Real uh, on basically the major social media platforms. And if you guys have any recommendations, feel free to like tweet us, DM or comment or whatever, like a, a movie or something that you guys really want us to check out. And who knows, maybe uh, you have another anime or another whatever <laughs> mo- crazy movie from the 70s or something like that that you want us to check out. Maybe we'll... Uh, have a place in uh for next season exactly exactly and um obviously with uh jeremy and i um doing uh two shows this season i mean it was pretty cool just to be able to uh you know just develop that chemistry with you throughout the season we are looking forward to inviting uh guests uh in season three we kind of wanted to do that um this season but it really just didn't work out schedule wise um but uh, we're not mad um uh, at that uh, but you know it's something to to look forward to to add a little bit of extra spice for season three so uh we you know we definitely want to um bring some new voices for season three it uh i feel like your brother was the last one for wonder woman 1984 i feel like that's why it's still a special episode in my yeah. heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you guys who knows maybe one of our viewers is an avid like actually wants to be on the show and knows you know, a lot about movies and wants to actually join the show. Who knows? Yeah, DM us if, too. Especially if they are avid Arnold Schwarzenegger fans like uh, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, then we can... do. I haven't seen Red Heat. But then I could be like, oh, let's watch this new movie. I haven't seen it before. 
<laughs> Do we need to? <laughs> exactly. I think it's from 1990. I forgot, dude. It's probably not good, but I'm going to watch it eventually. Oh, I, I, I'm counting on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, I had a blast uh, just talking movies and TV with you this season, uh, Jeremy. Um, dude, it was it was it was cool, and uh, I know that you know we got different circumstances coming up in season three, but we'll definitely make it work. We're gonna we're gonna have fun like we normally do um, on both the weekly reel podcast, the Monday show, and the newsreel on Thursday. Uh, we all uh, we just me and Jeremy just want to thank you all for supporting us through two seasons of the weekly real podcast thank you all for listening and we'll see you next season on the reel